0: we're all gonna die one day. Yeah, that's true. So we live like that. Live like you could die tomorrow. You know, go for it. It's Jerome from Desire to Inspire Podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, youth mentor, and I'm here to talk about my life, what I do, why I do it, and if you take 20% of what I will say, you definitely make some change in your life. So yeah, man, it's like I'm back doing my podcast, loving it, like, and I feel like this year, man, I'm gonna put a lot of energy into it. Um, I got a lot of guests that I'm ready to sit down with i got a lot of people I have conversations with, and kind of, you know, this is kind of my brand, you know, D2I. So, yeah, man, like, I just had a great day today, man. I feel like I'm still getting back into, like, my routines again after, like, the break of half time. And, um, yeah, man, I, I can't complain, man. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing for me is, like, inspiring people, man. That's, like, my life, bro. I feel like desire to inspire is literally my life. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, I want to better people like i want like see part of me part of me is like i can just do what i do for myself right and then leave it at that um but now nah, man it's like for me i make sure that i um share everything that i'm doing like i want to make sure that you know people can see like being living proof i feel like you know i had really could a conversation with the staff member today man like for a good like we were just talking right and it was a great conversation coming back and she was saying oh man like I see you like on WhatsApp like you're always putting all this stuff up and you know I don't check much people's story and stuff like that but your one is very inspiring very motivating you're motivating me to kind of get going do you know what I mean and like um, you know that's that was great to, to hear because you know she's not the first person I've ever heard this from but um, you know there's a purpose between sharing stuff of like um are you doing this to like brag or, you know, put the attention on you, whatever? Or you want to show people what you're doing is possible. That's for me, that's why I do it. Get up at 5 a.m. That ain't easy, right? So that was my day. I get up at 5 a.m. And I think at this point, it's a routine now. I don't feel it's like that much of an effort now to be consistent to get up at 5 a.m. five days a week. I feel like I've done it long enough. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and it's good. I love it. I love literally like today standing outside the gym. 6am nobody was there not even the guy that opened the gym was there yet and um and the type of people that go in the morning as well man these people are dedicated focused. you can just tell um and it's just like setting up the day like that's like the best part of the day is getting up and they you know it's a tried and true fact as well most successful people get up at 5am three hours before they're meant to go to work and um yeah man there's stuff out there man if you do what successful people do you get the results and it's like that's kind of what it is, man. And um, and what I like about this staff member is that she was very, very, very apt to make change. Like, she wanted to start going to the gym. She wanted to start, you know what I mean? She wanted to start doing stuff. And she was saying, look, I couldn't wait to see you, like, because I really want to do this and do that. And I need someone that's going to support me in that progress. And, like, I'm all for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That gives me joy, man. That gives me joy. I feel like that just gives me the ultimate joy because people don't always listen to your words, but they definitely like, resonate more with your actions. And, um, you know, it was an old line when they say, actions speak loud, that's a real line, right? Actions speak loud in the words. So, yeah, man, that was that was like a win to, I'll put that down as a win today, that's a win. Because it's like, this my life, I'm doing it for myself, right? But that's why you got to document stuff, because you never know who's watching. So obviously, yeah, man, I, I was working on my chest and, and my shoulders today, um, and um, yeah, man, it was it was a really, really good um, workout. Um, and obviously went to work today, first day back after the Christmas break. Um, and uh, obviously when I get there, eat healthy breakfast. I always get comments. I always get comments about what I'm eating. Oh my God, it's healthy. Again, habit, habits, you know, consistently, right? So in the morning um, I had lime juice, I had um, natural yogurt, banana, avocado, and blueberries, um, and that was my breakfast. And I have this app, I don't know if anyone wants to get this app, but I think for me it's good because it, again, it's all about tracking data. So basically every time I get up in the morning, every time I basically have my morning routine, um, it's an app, it's called Fabulous, um, and basically you can have it like a checklist of what you've done, and then you can actually look at the data and see, okay, what's your consistent for a week, and then they give you like targets to set, um, and then you get rewards at the end of it. So it's just a way of tracking, it's a really good app, um, and I use that uh, and at the end of all the tasks that I do from literally getting up in the morning and meditating because that's the first thing I do all the way to um, eating my healthy breakfast all <clears throat> oh, that's logged and how much times I've done it, and it's just really good to see <clears throat> so yeah, and it gives you like sort of an affirmation it's just like some positive audio for the day and it says, "Oh you know, thanks for you know being consistent with your habits and have a great day, you know something just great, you know what I mean. First thing in the morning before you have any interaction with anyone, so yeah, that that's that's that, that that's what I, I've done today, um, and um, yeah, man, I just I love I love what I do and I love my life today. I want improvements in so many different areas, but the fact is, you have to be happy where you are in the pursuit of where you're going, because you know this moment is what lasts forever the future is great and we want a great future we want to produce great results but you need to love where you are already and i, I do I'm, I'm i'm in that position where i'm like thankful and appreciative for my life do you know what i mean and even my life how it is like someone can come to me and say oh my god i'm doing this because of you do you know what i mean and like the youths in the school can come and say you know what sir this is because of the, the motivation inspiration because of you do you know what i mean i had one student she said to me i'm only coming early because of you, I'm only doing my tie because I like you, and this is a, this is the this is the kind of positive. Is that positive, right? Positive manipulation we can use to get these kids to to you know be like a role model, right? Because you really are, but it's it's positive, positive role model. So I love that. I love the fact that I can be a positive influence to the kids, and I didn't have that. I didn't have that when I was young, man. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm looking forward to, to to actually coming back to work and um, and you know talking, and engaging with the youth. So. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, today I was like um, apt to play basketball and that in the park because, you know, apt to play basketball at least three days a week because um, this year is like basketball coaching. You know, it's about kind of, you know, working on the drills, working on sessions and hopefully ambitiously having my own team. So I want to engage. The whole point of the mentoring that I do is like engaging them through something that I like. So i got a background in music. i got a background in film and theatre. I got a background in basketball, so it's about engaging the youth for something for an activity, rather than coming and saying, "Let's talk about your life now." So, in the relationship building process, we do an activity. We do activities to build bond, you know, and that's kind of my method. So, and obviously, I'm I'm still working on D2I itself. Um, so, I still want to get my space. I'm still networking with other organizations. So, um, every day or every um, thing I do is always kind of drawing back into that 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 centre point of, of of youth mentorship so um, if I can learn and grow anywhere I, I would really be happy to do do that so um, yeah man it's just a great day man I feel, I feel really fulfilled um, so yeah I just came home got my day ready and what I learnt as well is like every time something happens that you're I don't know frustrated with or annoyed with you look at how you can actually um working it next time. So for instance, for me, when I was in the park, it was too muddy. So I couldn't really play basketball. I was there for like five minutes. I'm scheduled to play for an hour and a half. So what I'd done, I was like, okay, let me go to another park or let me, so tomorrow, no excuses. because realistically, I couldn't play in the mud. It was too much. I, you know, like I'm a no excuses guy to be honest. this like. So I was bringing the light out because it's dark and they complain that that's not a problem. But the, the, the mud was too much. I I wasn't gonna get my, my 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 stuff dirty, so tomorrow I'll try and go to a different park, um, because it's been raining the last couple of days. It's been really bad, so <clears throat> didn't get to do that. Um, but tomorrow's another day, um, and yeah, man, just came home and prepped the day, cause what I what I used to do, I used to try and get my evening ready, the night before, I go to bed. That's too much, you know. I I had too much things to do. So when I go before I go to bed, I should have at least one or two things that I do. And again, that app, the same app talking about Fabulous, it has an evening routine. So part of my evening routine, I only put three things there that last half an hour. One of them is read a book. Um, one of them is, I kind of forget this one. Runs read a book. Um, the other one is the audio. They have the same like night audio that kind of says, well, well uh, thanks for having a great day and all that. So that kind of puts you down. And oh yeah, that's it. And then writing in the journals so or writing down like, what you're doing tomorrow, planning ahead, thinking ahead. Um, so, I, I tend to do um, the, you know, the de- I would call it domesticated parts <laughs> of my of my, of my um, activities or my errands, shall I say, why not as soon as I get in? So, I get my clothes ready for work, get my gym stuff ready for the next day, and then I cook cook, cook dinner, so I don't have to wait till the end of the day. So, that's what I've done, man, I came back, um, And yeah, just like really focusing on um, going over some stuff for the year, man, like going over my goals. So I don't know if anyone had the last podcast. I'm doing a 12-week year and, um, you know, a way to not slip, I'll just give some advice, a way to not slip like on what you're doing is consistently doing it. And I don't know what I mean by that, but what I'm trying to imply is that you can easily lose focus and concentration. So it's about Maybe having mental reminders to say, okay, I'm in a twelve week, year, Day three, day four, day five, what am I doing? Am I actually you know? <clears throat> so that was that was me really just going through what I gotta do for the twelve weeks. And um yeah, man, the highest human acts is to inspire, man. Like nothing gives me a better feeling than actually um inspiring somebody, man. I love it. I literally and then on top of that, somebody wants me to support them. I'm like, I'm already so yeah, man, it was a really good day. And I thought, let me just get back on this podcast. I'm really going to go hard. Like, I've got loads of really interesting people that I can sit down and have conversations with. And their voices need to be heard. I'm going to put a lot of effort in this. Um, you know, even now, I'm, like, recording it in the comfort from my home, which is amazing. But it's about investing in more stuff so I can walk around with um and just do it wherever, like, off the cuff. I feel like... Even today, like before I was recording I was thinking like <clears throat> I was gonna move because I got like a little section in the corner on my flat where the computer is and everything. And I was like, oh I'm gonna move it there. No, I just sit down right now, put the microphone to a certain level and just do it sitting down on my sofa. Like, you know, the comfort of my own home. So it's just more relaxed. So um yeah, man, like in the gym, I'm just gonna go over like certain parts, points of my day. I listened to this thing called Brian Tracy's 10 keys to success. So he goes through like uh, the 10 things that you actually need. And I make notes like in my phone, the things that are important. Um, And one of the stuff that he does say is like, write goals down every morning. That's a discipline. Um, That's new to me. Um, And again, it's programming your subconscious mind to be focused on the goals. Um, So I'm not gonna go through all the notes, but I was gonna go through things that stood out to me the writing that goes down was very important. Um, reflection is good as well, like reflecting on what you're learning, what you're doing, always being in that kind of creative space of how you could actually improve, how you can do something different and how you can do something better. Always be in that process. Um, and yeah, man, he, he said these are the things that um, you need to kind of focus on and it all begin with C. Um, so I'm going to quickly go through like, the nine, I'm not going to explain them all. Um, but if you want to go online and have a, have a little uh, type and put in Brian Tracy's 10 keys uh, to success, and it will come up. So I listen to this while I'm at the gym. So at the gym, I don't listen to music. I listen to positive audio, which is different from the audio book that I might want to consume for the week um, that I use when I'm actually going to and from places on my bike. But when I'm in the gym, I want to be really pumped up and it give me some energy for like the day. You know, so... Um, so these are the nine C's: is clarity, competence, concentration, common sense, creativity, consideration, consistency, commitment, and courage. And for me, it's a no-brainer what my best C is, which is consistency. Man, consistency is the key to all success, and you need to do it all the time, all the time. Like there's there's no grey with that one. I feel like you have a consistent or you're not. Um, And it's not about hard or good or easy. It's just about doing it and doing it all the time. So, um, yeah, that's about it, really, man. And um, this little segment now in the podcast, I'm going to go into it with a guest, and I don't want to speak too much about it, but it's something that I'm focusing on right this present moment, which is uh, serious youth violence. So I was looking at, like, yesterday I was just having a little reminisce about, like, youth violence... And actually it was a Retch Thirty Two interview. Retch thirty two um was talking to somebody about youth violence and how like knife crime it affects the youth. Um the youth either get killed with a knife or they take a life or they're affected by the death of somebody that's died. So that really resonated with me, man, and I really want to go into that. Like, you, just the whole thing, like the youth justice service, youth crime, and obviously, the police and the government and the community's standpoint are of this. And um, I started to resurface some videos, and one video I watched was talking about stop and search. And it's actually a statistic, and this is a really touchy subject, that 70% of young black males hold a knife. So the police are acting on statistics, but then, is it unfair treatment to be racially profiling these young black boys if they're innocent? And what really touched me yesterday about some of like the deaths? There was there was like, there was some deaths where people were actually involved, where people had actually done something, and they're not condoning that people die. But what I'm saying is that innocent bystanders, they're the worst ones. The worst deaths is when somebody didn't even do anything. You was at the wrong place at the wrong time. You looked like somebody that they were after, or you know what I mean? It's, and it's so sad that person was just on, he literally just got killed because he was black. Let's be real. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a generational hatred where you're looking at someone that looks like you and you want to murder them. That's a programmed thinking. You know, and these, these young black boys don't know that they're getting programmed. And every day, if you hear something that you are or if you internalize these beliefs of people who told you these things consistently, you just become it because you're just thinking, well, they think I'm already this and so let me just carry on. But Stormzy had a great line when he was like, um, if you come from that and you know it, break the cycle. You know, don't. you don't have to do what people don't want you to do. You don't have to be there. And there's a lot of these cases of uh, joint enterprise, right? Joint enterprise where people are going to jail for just being there. And you get the same time as someone that actually done the murder because there's no snitching policy and the wall of silence thing. So no one's going to be the person that says, you know what, he done it. I want to go home. Everyone's going down. And it's unfair on them two points was why I want to talk about this. Because the whole family now has to grieve of somebody that's passed away. But then the person that done it is scot-free. Do you know what I mean? This isn't the first time it's happened. Um, so imagine going to jail for 20 years, 10 years for something you didn't do. That's mad. And it's crazy because the, the justice system is like, we just need to get people inside. There's definitely institutional racism in the in the court system, and whether you whether they have significant evidence or not, they just want to get enough black people. But I, I just believe that enough black people behind doors. Um, so, yeah, man. Like for me, I look at that and I just feel bad for the people that didn't do nothing. Wrong place, wrong time. You was there, so you're not you hundred percent innocent. Um, but someone's lost their life and. You know, you're just, you're just a follow-up, basically. And, you know, and obviously we never know people's intentions. Um, so my only advice with young people for this is just don't follow people because you never know what they're going to do. And you need to surround yourself with people that are like-minded, people that are positive, because you're the average of the five people you speak to the most. you got to understand who you're around. Soon as I hear from speaking to you, you're not an intelligent person. I'm moving out of the way. <laughs> you know, that's just how, it, that's just how I am. You know, so young people need to have this kind of, like, leadership, independent mentality, you know. um, Because trust me, that can lead you into danger if you're following people. Um, So that always, always sicks me when it's like somebody didn't do nothing and they go into jail for 20 years. And then another thing is is the victims. The victims um, who didn't do nothing, just getting killed for nothing. That's sad. The whole family is torn apart just because somebody made a mistake and killed the wrong person. Um, So that's sad as well. So, you know, another statistic I read, which is kind of uh, the same thing about the stop and search, was was like the perpetrators um, of the crimes um, and the actual victims of the crimes, most of them are black males. Most of them are black males. And what irks my stomach is every time I see a teenager being stabbed and this is stabbed, this is stabbed, they're always young black men. You could have been millionaires. who could have been... Their life is just been... It's gone. If you're 19 and you've got 19 years, that's like your whole life behind bars. Like, that's nuts. Like, I can't even begin to think, you know. And um, obviously, there are situations where people are involved in stuff and people have took lives or people have done stuff to endanger people. Um, so, you know, it's like karma, right? So you're going to die because you're, you're already living that lifestyle. But obviously... This is the, this is the stuff where it's like you're just guilty for just being who you are. And that's that's really sad. Um, so, you know, this whole youth work is really, um, you know, is really geared around this stuff. This is the stuff that cr- creates the attention. Let's just be honest, right? And real statistics now, we're going to go real statistically. Um, I'm probably going to go through the, the podcast with somebody else, but I'm not going to go too deep, is that most people that go to jail – are looked after kids, they're in care, they have some sort of issue um, and obviously that's not addressed ahead of time, then it's kind of too late, you know, so, you know, even the people that have done it, even the people that, you know, are actually doing it themselves, they're vulnerable kids themselves, they don't even know what's going on, they could be triggered for something, early childhood trauma, that's what it's called and they might not ever dealt with that, so they're just walking around angry, alright, and something small happens and now they're a murderer, do you know what I mean? So it's very, very difficult. But really, when you work with young people, when you speak to them, you got to really know and really always knuckle it down to life is predicated on the choices you make, facts. And it's hard to make a good choice. Let's be honest, right? But you have the power. I always tell the, the, the youth, like, I can only support you. That's my job. you got to meet me halfway because we can't force you right? We want the best for you, but at the end of the day, you have to make the choice to do the right thing and keep consistently doing the right thing. So, yeah, man, there's there's a range of stuff that I want to kind of list down of, like, these these boys getting into this this kind of stuff. So, no bi- biological father in your home. Even if you have a stepdad, the complete family situation is something that's, that affects young people, where they can't even comprehend and understand, why has mom got a new boyfriend? Why have I got a brother that's a different dad and all this stuff and I don't see my dad but only on weekends and all of that stuff, you know, and it really goes down to the parents, man. The parents need to have, like, um, a courting session or, you know, time to get to know each other and, you know, so that's what happens, man. So, no biological father in the home is a a big one. Um, Even if you see a dad on weekends, it's like you're not working as a unit, as a team and the kids can see that. Um, Youth clubs closing down, this is a big one for me. This is something that obviously... One of the biggest reasons why I'm opening up my own youth centre and I'm doing something that's different. And, um, yeah, man, it's, it's like right now, um, the kids have nowhere to go. And, again, that's why I love statistics so we can act off them. Uh, most kids, young people, school age, are getting killed before 21 and they're on the street, nowhere to go from about 3 to 10 p.m. in in the day. So there's no youth clubs, there's not many There's nothing really going on. And for me, again, I don't want to give away my idea, but I'm about innovation. We don't want a place for them to just, it's good to keep them safe and play ping pong, but we got to look at the whole picture, man. Like, you could be going to a youth center to escape, but then creating danger for people in the center or in um, that area, you know, just because you're you're going there all the time and people can see you. So, um, yeah, man, it's like, the less police on the road as well, that's, I remember police used to just walk on the street. People doing crime and police are everywhere. I used to see police cars just driving around. Um, and kids, I think because kids were, for me, kids were more on the road. We used to just walk around and just see kids, you know, in parks, just see kids hanging out on the corner. I don't really see where, I don't know where the kids are now. Maybe they're on the estates, but yeah, like there used to be police everywhere. I remember even even undercover police. That's, that's a ma- massive thing. So if the kids have got nowhere to go, nowhere, no one to monitor them, then they have no guidance. This is a melting pot for their own. They're going to guide themselves into where, into prison, into into the grave. So, right now I'm working on like the youth violence. I'm going to study it a little bit more, understand it a little bit more, and the youth justice system. And looking at like youth offending and the yacht team, and understanding what they're doing and what they think about this whole thing. Because again is better than cure, so I've got to look at the whole thing. Um, I remember Felton just being a thing of, like, young people going to Feltham at a young age. Um, and, and really, it's about stopping the reoffending, about creating opportunities, giving them another alternative to make money. Um, and travelling as well. Travelling does something to you. you. do, like, a male retreat where people go away to another country and just have a different experience. You know, for me personally, I feel... Traveling to Asia, America, Europe. All of these things just changed my mindset. Just going and coming back. Didn't have to be anything specific. But these things definitely made me think differently. Um, and there's loads of stuff I want to speak about. But i will rather leave that for another podcast. Um, but yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm great. I'm happy. And I'm ready to really, really put a lot of effort in building this. So expect more guests. Expect me to up the production. Expect me to, you know, start putting effort in the brand. This is this is this is how I look at it. I look at D two I podcast, desire to inspire, as something that gives people the platform to get inspired, get motivated, and the insight of somebody wants to change their life. So I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm gonna give what my advice on young people. So if somebody's young, and they're trying to achieve success. You know, your number one thing is that you you know you're never too old, don't? That's just a mindset, um. And you just need to come out of that, and that's it, really, man. Just 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 don't do that. Um. So I'll, I'll give I'll give young people advice. Just three things: think big, ambition, man. The best thing that I'm glad I was born with is my ambition. I'm so ambitious, like I have so many ideas, and ideas is what's going to help you, right? So. Number one, think big. Think big. Dream big. Don't let no one limit you. Don't even limit yourself. Just think big. Number two, surround yourself with winners. Like I said, you're the average of the people that you talk to. You're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So surround yourself with people that are smarter than you. People that have vision. People that are positive. Because they're going to rub off on you if you like it or not. So you need to have, you need to selectively choose people. My friend has an old line where he says, we've got to pick our friends how we pick our fruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... For me, I'm like, I'd rather be alone than in bad company. And the same with women as well. Like, you gotta pick the right woman because that energy's gonna rub off on you. Don't let a pretty face fool you. Um, and number three, the last thing, is pay the price, sacrifice, man. Like, like if you really wanna be successful or achieve a result, it comes with a certain lifestyle shift. You might have to cut out um, your love life. You might have to cut out friends. You might have to cut out even family. You might have to cut out going out every weekend. How many weekends are you going to miss just to really go for your dream? you got to think long term. So I would say, you know, embrace the sacrifice because you're not going to like it. You might feel like you're depriving yourself too much. But at the end of the day, you got to pay the price today so you can pay any price tomorrow. It's Jerome from Desire Inspire Podcast and I'm out.